For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. I'm your host, Shane Told, as always, as I take you into the conversations that I have, sometimes backstage, sometimes over the phone, sometimes over Twitch, but regardless, great conversations with other lead singers. This is this guest's second appearance. Anthony from Capstan is back on the show. And when I first talked to Anthony, they were the opening band on our tour. Very unknown band. But I knew this band was going to be one of your new favorite bands. And I was right. The feedback I got just on that episode, the requests I've got to have Anthony back on the show, they've been tremendous. And I was... Very lucky, very privileged to get to sing on their new record, Separate, which is out right now. It's a great conversation. Stick around. We're going to get to that in just a minute. But before we do, I want to remind you, you can always get in touch with me. You can send me an email, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read them all. If you want to support the show... Well, first, check out our great sponsors. We've got some great sponsors, everything from Rockabilia, rockabilia.com. Use promo code SHANE to save 10% off your whole order. They've got all the band merch you need. If you're interested in cryptocurrency, 
head over to coinbase.com slash LSS. They'll give you $5 in free Bitcoin. It just keeps coming. And we got Heartbeat Hot Sauce. This stuff is delicious. Straight out of Thunder Bay, Ontario. It just keeps coming. But if you really want to help with the show, I ask you to check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club for as little as $6 a month. That gets you in. That gets you started into a great community with me, with other sinners, fans of the show, music fans. We talk about everything on there. As always, shout out to all my sinners worldwide. I also want to thank all the people of Victoriaville, Quebec, for welcoming my band Silverstein back to the stage in so much glory. It was beautiful. I loved every minute of it. Safe to say, shows are back, baby. Shows are back. Shout out to my friends in Beartooth, popping their show cherry again back in Las Vegas. Man, it's just great to see people back on stage. I hope you're supporting it, of course, safely. And yes, Silverstein on tour this November. It's a big one. We're resuming. Get tickets now, okay? Silversteinmusic.com. We cannot wait. Also, I know I've been off the Twitch game for the last little while, but I'm starting back up. So make sure you are following me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Shane Told. I'm on there two, three times a week doing podcasts like this one live. We did this one live on Twitch and of course, other stuff, singing songs, hanging out, even a video game or two, but not too often. But regardless, twitch.tv slash Shane Told. Twitch is an awesome platform. Don't sleep on it. All right, anyway, let's get into it and my conversation with Anthony DiMario of Capstan. You were 29 when we talked last time and we talked about, oh, you're on your first, you know, album. And now you've had this major roadblock in your career. Yeah. Man, like just, it's like, what else can go wrong? Do you, you know, like, it's just, it, it really sucks because you guys, it felt, it's so much hype. Everyone's loving your, your first record and it's like, everything's going great. And now we can't tour or promote our band in a live setting, which is where we're at our best. I was just saying, you know, we hit our stride you know, we're like, here we go. And then as soon as, um, as soon as we started on that tour, everybody was like, "Uh oh, like something's going on here. And then COVID hit and yeah. we literally didn't know if we were like, we were like, okay, well maybe we'll resume the tour in a couple weeks. And here we are years like, over a year later and still nothing. So like, yeah, I know we were, we were so naive, like with what we thought, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. might be happening. Like, like for example, like Silverstein, we were on our 20th anniversary tour and everything was going so well and, and everything. And then, we were like, okay, well, we just have to go home for two weeks, right? That was what right. they said. Two weeks <laughs> and this thing will just go away. And of course, you know, uh, seeming like it's going to be closer to two years. Um, and I guess you guys were on tour the same the same time. I'm looking at your last show was Dirty Nellies in Palatine, Illinois. Is that correct? 
That is correct. And you could <laughs> see it. You could see it uh, on on the cr- in the crowd because uh, we were playing with um, Belmont. That was their hometown, and oh, I remember yeah. just nobody was moving. No one was like everybody was kind of just like, "What's going on here?" It was just a really really eerie last show, uh, and then they decided to cancel the tour. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there was with with when you guys did it because um, I can remember this week so well. I see you guys were in yeah Palatine, Illinois, on the thirteenth. Uh, you were in Iowa on the 12th and you were in Wisconsin on the 11th. And the 11th was our last show. Uh, we were in North Carolina. I remember coming off stage hearing that uh, Tom Hanks had gotten it. Uh, Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz had gotten it. And it wow. was like, and we, and we, the next day was like the debate. Are we going to continue the tour or not? And then we, we, we went home, but it must've been like, you know, it's obviously it's not your decision. It's Belmont's decision to continue the tour or not. But what a weird situation to be in. Yeah, you know? we, I mean, we were sitting there just like, uh, I forget, I can't remember his name, but it was Tiny Moving Parts t- uh, tour manager. And he handled it very well. But I think we were one of the last tours, um, one of the last tours to cancel. But, yeah. you know, we were just like, I guess we'll we'll just continue until we need to. But then, you know, the package started getting a little worried and it's like, okay, well, if, if all these states are closing down, like we're just going to be chasing shows and, you know, having to drive too far, you know, and it was like, I don't see that being an option. I know, man. It's, yeah, it was, it was rough. It was really rough. Crazy. Yeah, it was really crazy. Um, Okay, so you guys get home your record uh, at this point, your first record hasn't, I mean, it's been out for a little while, but not that long. Like there's some momentum on it, but like there's still more growth to happen. What did you guys do? Was it just time to say, okay, it's time to write this album? Cause I know you did write this album during quarantine. Right. So what we did was um, we kind of went home and everybody was just, okay, what do we do now? Like, are we like, if we're just going to be with each other, like, do we, can we, do we have to separate? Like no one really knew what was going on. And as soon as like the news started coming out, we decided let's just be together. So we did a couple of live streams, uh, for the last record. And then, um, as soon as we, we realized like, this isn't going anywhere anytime soon. We're like, all right, we're going to write a new record. And we met like a nine to five job every single day and just worked on it. And it was, uh, it was a pretty crazy experience. And I think that's one of the reasons we're so proud of it is because we were able to spend that time. Like we don't have to ride on the road. We don't have to, you mm-hmm. know, we don't have to focus on anything other than this record. And that was kind of what ha- happened. We just live streams a, a bit and tried to do some online things to keep our fans engaged and wrote. Wow. Yeah, in the new record, uh, in case people somehow missed it, you've been living under a rock the past week. I mean, <laughs> it's brand new. It's called Separate. Uh, 10 awesome tracks. Uh, track four happens to be my favorite. I don't know why. Um, that seems to be my favorite too. (laughs) (laughs) At least tell, at least tell me that, uh, this, this album, you know, I'll tell you like right away, you sent me the song, uh, asked me to be a part of it. I was honored that you asked me and then I played this song you know, because there's always a, like, like you know, I'm like, oh, I love these guys, I love this band, like I'd love to do this, but let me hear the song, make right. sure it's what if not it's like not good, <laughs> yeah, like or if I'm just not vibing it, or if I just don't feel like I can add my own, you know, flavor to it or whatever, right? And right. I'll tell you, right when I heard that first riff, like, <laughs> dude, this album is Riff City, 
uh, first of all. But when I heard that riff, I was like, holy shit. And then it just grew. And by the end of the song, I, I probably I probably had texted you back like I'm in before I even finished listening to it. Because, um, yeah, man, I think it's a banging song. And, you know, it's it's been interesting because with your record and all the singles you've released before the record came out, you guys really picked singles that were a little out there as compared to the record. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think we did it on purpose. Uh, I know we we chose Shades of Us, the first single, um, because it was somewhat similar, but you could tell that we were going in a different direction a bit. And mm -hmm. then we wanted to do the classic uh, out there song switch up, you know, uh, and just people were like, we wanted to get some hate too, because we knew people would probably be upset. <laughs> You know, but you we were wanted like, bring to it on, get bring it some up. hate. <laughs> well, I mean, I understand giving them something to talk about. I'll tell you, like with Silverstein's early career, we were so scared of pissing off our fans and changing everything that we we didn't want to take a lot of chances, and especially on our our second LP, which is this for you, you know. And this is right. The, it's pretty important. Exactly. And even though you guys have been doing it for longer and you you know have a couple EPs before and, and everything, this still is classically the record of a band that's like, all right, this is the one. Like if this one's good, if this one's firing all cylinders and people like it, band could have a 10, 15 year career at least. Um, right. And if not, it could be over. Exactly. Was that going through your head at all? Um, you know, I've always heard that and going through it, um, I don't know. I just believed in the guys Like we all want to do this and um, was proud of the record until after you've heard the song so many times, you're like, is this even good? Right. We don't right. know. You start to second but, guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a bit nervous, but realistically, no, uh, just we love what we do. And, you know, if, if you know, say we, we don't have the longest career, we'll still be in music somehow. So like we just love sure. music. No, and, and that's a great way to look at it, too. Um, and I think that that's the way that you ultimately succeed is by taking chances, stepping outside your comfort zone, which in turn makes you do something a little bit elevated, better, like interesting, right? right? And you don't want to make the same song or the same record over and over again. But I'll tell you, though, I was really pleasantly surprised that you took those chances. Yeah, I think the record's awesome. Hey, thank you so much. That means a lot coming from you too. And oh, I'm shit. happy you're on it. Yeah, and look who's look who's in the chat. Mr. Saxel Rose. Oh, let's come in <laughs> coming on. That's a uh what a guy. What a player. Uh how 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 was it to uh to have him jam out with you guys uh on uh, Blurred Around the Edges? Uh, it was amazing. And I love the spice that he threw on it because it, it's just, I, that's my favorite saxophone piece that I've heard in a long time. That's probably my second or third favorite song on the record. And uh, it, nice. it just adds so much to it. So Saxel, thank you so much for being on it as well. That's right. Now, Mr. S everyone follow Mr. Saxel Rose. I don't know what he's doing on Twitch. I haven't, I don't think I'm following him. I I would love to see if he's just like, ripping sax solos or imp improvising over stuff like yeah whatever well, I, mean, I would I'm, love to see he, it there's a bunch of instruments I'm, I'm pretty sure so he might be doing playing guitar or something too i've seen some of that so awesome well well one of the best um okay so you got so you got this album that you've you know you, you talked to me about like you're writing it like a nine to five job you i think i read somewhere else that you're spending more time writing this record than anything you've done previously and you know there was some of the experimentation 
but also like this is only 10 songs. So, you know, did you focus heavily on these 10 knowing that these were kind of going to be the one or is there a bunch of other stuff that didn't make the cut or you scrapped? Um, because I just imagine putting that much time into it. There's probably a lot of different moving parts uh, oh, yeah. together and, and discussing all this and what you're doing. Yeah, we um, we scrapped more songs than we ever have in, in our time of, as a band. Um, when we would demo anything that had lyrics or vocals on it, we would never throw it away. And it was just like, well, we're going to make this the best it can be because, you know, I demoed these vocals. So we're taking that to the studio uh, when we work with the producer. Um, and this one, we, oh God, I think we wrote maybe like 23 or 24 songs. And wow. we picked these 10 and then focused in on those um, after the fact. But we just wanted to write 10 songs that were like, we didn't want anyone to have to be like, oh, this is a filler track. Let's skip this. We wanted 10 bangers. And uh, we hope we achieve that. Yeah. Well, I think you did 100%. I mean, yeah, I, I love that the record still has some diversity and some interesting sounds. But then you have a song like, well, whether it's Alone, that's a straight banger or, or Decline, uh, also just raw, like you're going, you guys are going nuts, which I know your fans love uh, as well. Um, talk to me about the lyrics on this record. I assume you wrote probably a lot of them or most of them, uh, or, and if not all of them, what's going through your head when you've been in this place? We've never really been in like a hundred years and you have a lot of frustration from the road and I don't know what's going on with your personal life, but how do you tackle this whole thing? Um, lyrically? Well, to be honest with you, I did not write a single lyric on this record. Oh, okay. Wow. Not one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so just for everybody out there, I don't know if you knew this, but Joe, our guitar player, he wrote the entire record um, with help of us producing things, but he is the main songwriter on this. And um, just to speak to what you were saying, he was going through a very rough time uh, through this. And a lot of these songs are pertaining to that. What I like to do when I'm recording is I, no matter what it is, could be totally different, but I attach them to something in my life that, uh, you know, is tough or whatever the song is about, you know, yeah. like we have Sway, which is a love song. And um, I really take time to focus on that and get in that mood when I go into the studio and to record, like when we were doing the vocals and things like that. Um, I, I just, I take maybe 15, 20 minutes before it's like, hey, you know, machine's like, hey, you want to meet upstairs in 20 minutes? We'll go through this song. I'm like, yep, let's do it. And I, I take that time and I focus on what song we're going to be doing. And I just kind of pull the emotion out in any way that I possibly can from attaching those lyrics to my life. Wow, that is super interesting. And I didn't know that. I, wow, I have a lot of questions now. Yeah. yeah. So do you, is there, so he's writing this stuff. Um, and you're ultimately you're singing it and you're going to have like dumbasses like me that don't know the backstory asking these questions. Um, and also like there's got to be a certain level of like what you're comfortable with saying or expressing. Uh, how many conversations do you and Joe have about the lyrics? Like what it's about is like how open is that conversation? Because I could see that also being a struggle because I know how it is when you're just like, oh, we're hanging around we're, we're whatever, like maybe we don't want to get into this super emotional song right now. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. But um, 
the way that we at least demo the songs is people will come to the table with lyrics. Like we all write, we just, the, on this record, they just happen to be all of Joe's. Mainly. Oh, okay. okay. And um, it's a collaboration. So it's like, you know, you bring the meat and then we'll kind of pick at it and be like, okay, well, let's replace this with this. And it's kind of like a, a mechanical process almost. And right. and then, you know, once we demo the songs, the more of the emotion comes when, when we hit the studio, but it's mainly just placing and, you know, because the music will come first and then we put the lyrics to it afterwards. So, and then, you know, when you're in the studio with the producer, you don't have a choice to, to not have that emotion. Otherwise, it's not going to sound good. Yeah, well, that's that's a really interesting thing you bring up, too, about the idea of what's mechanical with recording music and what is emotional and what is expression. And there is obviously a lot of wrestling with that, right? That you go through. It's like, okay, well like do that again that was pitchy right you know or whatever and it's like but but that was like that was the take for me like i poured my everything into that and someone's like well it doesn't sound good do it again and then there'll be another take that like well i don't know it felt a little mechanical to me but someone else will think it sounds better it's it's a really weird thing right when you're trying to uh balance between that element when you're in the studio Absolutely. Working with Machine was the best. It was the best time that I had, um, at least for a vocal producer. Um, he tracking with him was was an amazing experience. Um, and when we do our demos, we track with our guitar player Harry, and you know I'll, we'll try and get it to sound as polished as possible. And then at one point, I'll be like, "Man, I just don't like that take." And he's like, "Dude, it's a demo. Don't worry about it." It's yeah. Like, well, but I do. I want to hear what it's gonna sound like. You know. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, that's that's funny because yeah, we we I've always been more like like him in that I like never worry. I'm like, I don't care about a demo, whatever. I know it's gonna be better than this. I like, you know, but right. then sometimes I forget that only I hear that. Like so when I play if I play it for a friend or like even my band, sometimes they'll be like, Well, like that and I'm like, Oh no, I know, I know. That's just like I just did <laughs> yeah, it once and like those aren't like right. the real lyrics or whatever. But it's sometimes a lot easier for someone creating that demo to understand it than uh <laughs> than the right. people that are that are listening and it can be something that you can forget. So that's a funny thing. Absolutely. <laughs> that's right. Um uh I am the arsonist nineteen. Uh that's Alan. He's a big fan. He's I see him in the chat here. He's throwing out some questions. I'm sure he'll have some later. But he says the vocals really stand out on this album. And and I agree. I think um was there more time spent on it? Was it more efficient? Um how does machine work uh, when you guys record vocals or, or how do you like to work when you're when you're in the booth? Well, um, honestly, I'm just happy that it wasn't a, all right, we're doing all the drums first, then all the, you know, like he sprinkled oh, me that. through the process. Yeah. And um, I think maybe for the first week that we were there, I didn't really, he was just like, we're going to get started on this day. But um, we actually were multitasking on this record and guitars were being recorded while I was, I was doing vocals with him upstairs and bass was being recorded in, in like the other part of the studio. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But working with machine, he was like my coach. So, what you know, it was like, just come in here and do your thing. And I literally, the first time I've ever not been in a vocal booth, and he was sitting right next to me at the computer. So he's he had his little setup next to him. 
and he would just coach me and you could hear him in the background sometimes like he'd be yelling stuff while I come through with the take and uh, just getting me hyped, you know? Oh, wait. So you, you didn't do this in a vocal booth. You did this in a control room with him beside? Yeah, really small room where he had a desk and I was right next to him with like he had some sound stuff up on the wall. Wow. that's I've never heard of that. Yeah, it was uh, very, very different for me. But having him in there, it was almost like, man, I got I have more because I got some support here, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that that wouldn't work for me. And maybe it's just because I've done this so many times too, but I like to, for so long, I, I get in the booth, I get the lighting just right, you know, for some of the stuff that we've done lately, like my back is like to the producer, like so they can't right. see me, you know, like I, I sometimes feel a little bit like I don't want to be like so, like you know, I know I felt like that might be a little invasive for me, but that's crazy that that worked for you. I completely understand that. Um, and it, it's uh, just from being in the booths before, it's always like, sometimes I can't hear what they're saying after the fact. And like, I'm always just like, Oh my God, was that good enough? Did I do a good job? So oh, right. kind of for me, it's having him there. It was like, all right, he he's right here. And he'll tell me like, let's just run it again. Let's just run it again. Right. I like to just have the talk back on all the time. So like, even if I'm in a take and someone like is laughing at a fart joke right. on the couch behind the control room, like I'll hear them. That doesn't really bother me, but I, I know what you mean about like, the disconnect too that you can feel if you're in a booth and not so I yeah I I keep the old talk back back button on if uh, that's smart if that's I never possible. would have thought to do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah man well machine I, I mean people are asking about him in the chat a little bit here uh, murder of crows says that's a badass name um, <laughs> I think his name's Eugene I think yes. I think Eugene is his name and he went with machine uh, sounds a lot cooler than Eugene but I mean this guy's done some incredible records um i think i first heard of him back in like 2004 maybe so he's been at it for a long time how did you get hooked up with him exactly well uh grayscale actually put their second record nella vita out uh with him and we just really enjoyed the production so you know like all the bells and whistles you could say like uh the programming and and uh come to find out he had a pretty big um influence in the rap rock scene like back in the day like i think it was like the early 90s even oh okay okay yeah he was pretty influential with that uh, as a producer and when we kind of found all that stuff out it was like well this is a no-brainer if he's willing to work with us like let's let's go for it send him a message and we were able to do that during quarantine because it's out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> Yeah. Okay, okay. So give me the time frame then. You guys got home in March. You started writing the record. How long did you write for? And then and then when did you end up in uh, Texas with Machine? We wrote up until probably like maybe a week or two before we left. But uh, we, we got there in November. Okay. Okay. Wow. So we had Thanksgiving there and we were there for four weeks. Um, I can't remember the exact dates, but... Uh, it was a four-week period of time in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Beautiful scenery. And we, we kind of camped because he has campers for where you'd stay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that is that is pretty cool. Did you find that, that putting that much focus on the whole thing and not having to like go home every night and like be, you know, have like, I'm not, not saying you argue with your partner, but you know what I mean? Like right. real life shit happening, uh, distractions like, oh, I got to do my laundry or like, whatever it is or got to call my mom or she's coming over on the weekend not having those distractions did you do you feel like that helped focus the record oh yes absolutely that's what i was going to say that's to add to mm -hmm. the fact that we had all this time and we spent so much time writing the album 
um, and working on the songs before we went, this was the first time that we actually got away, stayed on property, and all we had to focus on was recording this record. And I think just the camaraderie of all of us being together the entire time, being in the middle of nowhere, it was just uh, the focus was was right there. So uh, yeah, I think it. I think that helped. Uh, I think it helped the product. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, okay. So now we're in July here, end of July when I'm talking to you and you guys have some shows coming up. Uh, actually, you have a lot. Li- Is your live stream tonight? Am I reading? Yeah, it's tonight. Yep. So oh, wow. Okay. Eastern. So. Jeez. Okay. I, I won't keep you too long. Man. You, uh, <laughs> I don't want you to like wreck your voice talking to me or, or anything. What uh, can people expect from, from the live stream tonight? Um, you're going to hear us play some of the songs, uh, the newer, new songs and some old songs. And, uh, yeah, the production will be pretty cool. Nice. Nice. And how many of these have you done now? I feel like you didn't do that many. No, we haven't. We've only done some acoustic ones. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's, that's a whole thing, you know, when you're putting this together and you know, your fans haven't seen you live, there's a different kind of pressure. Are, Are you feeling... Um, that pressure going into this, you know, I mean, that's it's it can be kind of tough. It's going to be different for you singing and screaming and putting that energy out when like it's not a person or I mean, it's not a group of people. It's a lens. You, you know? just you just think about you just think about it as uh, I'm in the studio. That's kind of how I look at it, really. But I am much more excited for our November shows coming up. Um we, we're going on tour with Tiny Moving Parts. I want to see some real fans, though. So that's what I'm really looking forward <laughs> to. You know? Yeah, no, I see, I see this, start, this tour is uh, starting November 2nd, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, what a band. I love that band so much. That's going to be a really, really cool tour. It's like a redo of the of the tour that got canceled almost. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense, right. Yeah, we're starting in the same place, too, I believe. Yeah, you're, it's definitely the same part of the country. Um that's going to be funny. It's going to be funny to go back into the same environment, but then also pick, uh, you know, like pick different songs because now you have like text or songs that right. weren't even written at all when you, uh, when you were in that place. That's going to be kind of a funny thing. Yeah, as well. absolutely. I don't know if it's the same venue, but uh, I, I liked it there. It was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's rad. No, I, I see that you're coming to uh, the sanctuary in Hamtramck. Um, yes, that's a, one of our headlining shows. I'm pretty stoked about. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. Yeah. I see. So you're, you're redoing some dates and then you're going to be headlining. Well, if I'm around, I don't know if I am around actually November 26th. Man, I hope I am, but I would love to see that show. I think I'm on tour. But, uh, you know, you, you, you are, have some come hair. Through. Oh, I'll come through. I'll, I'll, I'll come jam with you guys if you'll have me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you guys, you have a little bit of back uh, history in, in Michigan. Have you, uh, have you been up this way uh, uh, lately at all? Actually, I have. Um, I just went. I just went back. Uh, unfortunately, for terrible circumstances, for a friend's mm. uh, friend's funeral. Um, uh, but uh, sorry to hear that. I I always I always try to go back. My parents are up there, so anytime I get to see them, it's it's nice. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Which part of Michigan is it? I, I think uh, it's told just outside of Detroit, so downriver. Oh, right. Yeah, down yeah. River. We were we were talking about that before, like uh, Wyandotte and uh, yeah, and I was Wyandotte, about, Southgate. Uh, yeah, and I was talking Riverview. about Grozeal and and how I uh, I used to date a girl from Grozeal and and everything. So yeah. super funny, Down River. That's that's rad. Well, it's not very far from where I am now here, um, but man, the border closed. It might as well be the moon. Oh so, yeah. 
That's true. Yeah, I've used to go when I lived up there. I'd I'd go over to Windsor all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's right. It's yeah. hopefully it's uh, it's coming back, man. Well, um, I know you got another interview. I won't take up too much more of your time. I do want to open the floor to some questions with the chat. I'm sure uh, Alan has some, and probably some other people too. Feel free to throw it up there, dude. People are really excited about this new record and about your band. I guess my question before they start rolling in here, are you afraid of pulling any of this stuff off live? Because when you do it the way, you know, a band like you guys are doing it in the studio now, um, is there any fear of not being able to do it that way? Absolutely. Uh, and the the fear is the next show. Like, I can get through <laughs> it. You know, I can do it. It's just, am I going to be okay tomorrow? <laughs> That is that is the one thing that goes through my head. So, you know, it's a lot of water, a lot of rest. And, you know, once we get back into it, it's like my voice gets stronger the more that you do it. Yeah, but, know. you know, you, we've had so much time off. So it's like, I can do it, but is tomorrow going to be okay? <laughs> yeah, man. The first week on tour is definitely the hardest for me. And then after that, I kind of like, I almost have like immunity. <laughs> yep. by, by like, yeah, it's, it's like, strange. It's strange how it works. Yeah, I know. It's like the the first, whenever the, the booking agent is, you know, showing us the tour routing or whatever, I'm always like, okay, at the beginning, just, just like, couple not not too many at the beginning but like by the end i'm like 10 in a row sure whatever it's fine you know like, right <laughs> it, it's, it really is uh it really is true um but no i i have been noticing on social media i think this is a new trend where people are like performing or or like their sets while like running on a treadmill oh yeah to like no, try I've to get that. themselves in shape <laughs> i've heard um laying on your back and singing and screaming your songs um, what? I'll, yeah i'll actually never forget that it was um i can't remember his name but he was in no bragging rights it was their vocalist yeah um and they had stayed at the capstan house here and he was like a great way to get better at singing and screaming is if you can lay on your back and do it and i'm like okay and i tried it and it's actually pretty difficult so it's, weird yeah weird but i mean he probably heard it from somebody else and it worked for him you know there's just so much we're all so different with uh, with our voices it's like what works for you you know no like like straight up if uh, if i tried to run a treadmill and do like the whole set i think i would die yeah. I, think I would literally <laughs> i like would, you have you have an incredible longevity on stage though it's it's pretty pretty impressive well thanks man <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I know you you saw us doing some pretty long sets when we were uh we're yeah, together. I'm but, like, how the hell am I ever going to be able to do that? <laughs> well, I, I appreciated you coming out to do that song with us uh, every single night. You know, after, especially like you guys played early and then there's a little bit of a wait around and then, but you were there, man, like clockwork every time screaming your head off every night. I was like, damn, I'm impressed that he hasn't bailed uh, a few <laughs> times because, you know, I don't know, life or health or whatever. Just in the beginning when I was super nervous, I think I missed the first couple shows. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to be able to do it. <laughs> no, nah, you did. You did great, man. Yeah. Then we hopped on. It was, it was fun. Thanks for having me on that. It was, it was a really good time. Of course. Um, people, uh, there's not too many questions, a lot of comments here. People are really uh, excited about the vinyl variants and the colors you guys chose. Yeah, Which the, is, uh, uh, we're trying to just fun these days. put it all around the record, like the album art, you know, the, the purples and stuff like that, purples and pinks and 
Yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's like it's so cool now. Uh, you know, it's changed so much. Just all the stuff they can do with vinyl. Like back when we were making records, it was like, okay, what color? Blue. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, the, wow, clear blue. That's so fancy. Oh, now Coke there's like bottle clear. Nice. Yeah, exactly. And that was <laughs> yeah. the like the fanciest, craziest shit ever. And now it's like all these splatters and half oh, yeah. and halves and color and colors and all that stuff. But um. Alan here, he doesn't have a question. He wanted to tell you that you're he's going for his huge capstan chess piece today. Oh man. Alan, thank you so much, man. That's really cool. Make sure you send us a picture, please. Yeah, that's sick. Um, what else we got? Uh what other music influenced the new record? That's interesting. Um, you know, there's always that idea of once people get to a certain age, they're first influences are kind of their forever influences right but, but in hearing this and hearing you know being very familiar with your old music it does seem like some newer influences did kind of find their way in um you know a lot of it was what was kind of coming out at the time as well um but uh we i remember us talking about this the new architects record that was out um just sonically and you know having um uh, having his vocals the way that they were and just how polished and amazing it sounded. Um, and then I think another big one was the bring me, uh, bring me the horizon record. Like there was some influence yeah. that we took from that, um, when we were in the studio. Uh, and, um, I would just have to say for my personal influences, it was, um, that record. And then you guys as well, Silverstein. Oh yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, That's no, but nice. it was, uh, those are, that was pretty much it. It wasn't huge. And then I'm sure the other guys would have more to say on that. But for me, that's kind of what I took from it. Nice, nice. Uh, Alan's asked this question a couple of times, so we'll throw it up. Is there a callback to the song, The Love That Remains in the song Shattered Glass? Um, I don't think so. I think that it's um, the saxophone and blurred is a callback to the chorus of Shattered Glass. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so the the melody of the saxophone yeah, is yeah. written differently, but it's it's the chorus, I believe, of Shattered Glass. Right. Uh, okay. Here's another question. I, I like think this that's one. Right. I'm sorry if that's wrong. <laughs> uh, if my band's watching, guys, uh, I need help with that one. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Um, Jackie Chance, will any of the scrap songs ever see the light of day? Maybe repurposed for future songs or something. That's an interesting question. We um we definitely have them archived and you know I really liked I mean I went for some of the songs before they were scrapped I'm like I want this one I don't want that one so Oh yeah I think that I mean we could at least maybe do some kind of B-sides thing in the future um for and sure. then if anything I know that we can repurpose parts for for newer music that's written possibly You know it is amazing sometimes with stuff that you write um and you kind of just know something's wrong with it like or 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 it's just not quite there and sometimes it just takes a little bit of time more than anything to kind of unlock something in it and then you know a lot of times you'll hear you know demos of, of bands and and that's like a great thing now is is so many people are just like i don't know fucking listen to all our shit we don't care uh and you'll hear like oh yeah so like they recognized in this demo version that this was a really good part and then these other parts kind of sucked and right. they cut them out and they wrote other parts and then the, you know the song became what it became but that doesn't always happen like right away like sometimes it just takes like 
going like walking away from the song for a long time, coming back to it and being like, oh, why didn't like I didn't have this in my head before, but I'm now I'm thinking about the song differently. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, and then, you know, sometimes you're writing a song and you're like, you know what? This reminds me of a part here. Maybe this could work, you know, for something you haven't used. You know what Absol I mean? Absolutely. Do you have any uh, plans? There's a few people talking about Europe and stuff here and the UK. Have you guys, uh, you guys have any plans to go over there? Have you been over there? We have. Uh, we did a, when Trash Boat did a headlining tour, I believe it was 2019. I yeah. believe at the beginning of 2019. Um, but uh, as far as this year, no, we want to go back so badly, though. Yeah. Love it there. And um, hopefully next year would be nice. No, no, absolutely. I feel like your guys' sound would just do so well over there. Like, I really think it would work. So I hope you guys can, can do it. And uh, someone's suggesting a Silverstein capstan European tour. I think would love that that would be amazing i would be totally would be down for that <laughs> it would be amazing I'd ho i hope i had the pipes to get up there with you every night I, I if we ever do it again i have to return that favor to you oh for yeah this song and i but i don't know man <laughs> i don't know if i have it in me <laughs> well to, it to depends, be honest it depends because, how many songs you'll be playing all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not easy oh it's not it's definitely Singing not. is not easy awesome man well um Thank you so much for, for coming on with me again, Anthony, and, and doing this podcast again. Um, I do want to uh, remind everybody that the new record, Separate, is out now on Fearless Records. Absolute banger of an album. Can't wait to see these, hear these songs live. Um, what else to tell the people before uh, I let you go? What else did we miss? Um, I don't think you missed anything. Uh, I'll see you guys on the road, um, at least Midwest to West Coast uh, in November. And yeah. and um, just thank you for having me on the show and just check us out, capstanband.com. You can find everything you need from there. Yeah, man. I, I love it so much. And uh, I don't, I'm looking at my tour dates right now on uh, on the internet. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be in Dallas, unfortunately, the day that you're in Detroit. That is a damn shame. But It's all good. At least we're out I, on the road doing what we want to do. <laughs> I know. I just, I just want to see you guys up there, like your smiling faces again, like... Just the best. And there's a Capstan Patreon. Well, we should be talking about that. Yes, I Someone's forgot mentioning about the Patreon. It. Check, out, check out the Capstan Patreon. What are you guys doing on there? Um, so we have some... Uh, we do like a vault where uh, there's pictures that have never been released. Um, we have our, our own podcast. The five of us get together and we just sit down and, and talk about whatever's going on. Um, and uh, we have some segments here and there, tour stories and things like that. Um, and then... Also, for the top subscribers, we always do a uh, Zoom meetup every month. We all just we all hang out on Zoom and talk, and they can ask questions and all that. Nice. Yeah. That sounds awesome, man. I love Patreon. It's a great platform. Uh, very cool. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for doing this once again. I'll let you get to your next uh, your next interview. <laughs> don't talk. Don't talk too much. For uh, and good luck tonight. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All the best, Anthony. All right. Take it easy. And there it is with Anthony live from Twitch. It's okay if you missed it. We'll be doing more stuff on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Shane Told. Make sure you add that shit. And man, it's always so nice to catch up with Anthony. And this record is 
really, really just a bright spot in the scene right now. I love that they took some chances. They did some different stuff. But this record's got the bangers, including a song I was very, very happy to be a part of. I'm going to play it for you right now. Here it is, Alone by Capstan, featuring myself on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. We'll see y'all next week.